0: On the record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Now, this past week, Dublin Discovery Trails have launched a new app which explores Dublin's Docklands, which may be one of the more underappreciated parts of the city. Uh, it's available on the Apple and Google App Stores, as always. Um, it aims to highlight the rich, and surprising history of the Liffeyside Docklands, and I do mean surprising because I think a lot of people might be taken aback by just the level of history that there are that there is in an area of the city that they might think to have been slightly more modernly reconstructed. And um, there's a good question as to whether any area of the city has been transformed as much as one that went from. Dockers offloading ships to the so-called Silicon Docks and there's also the question of what exactly is that mad orange crane-like thing that looks beside the river uh, down in Rogerson's Quay or why exactly is the famine memorial where it is? Uh, those are some of the questions answered by the app and some of the questions that we can get a shortcut now because Donald Fallon as ever is here to give us a little potted tour of it. Donald, there's nothing new about Apps that bring the past into the present, but they're still a bit of a novelty in this part of the world.
1: Yeah, a friend of mine says, "Oh, we should be very worried about these apps they're going to put us out of a job," by which he means tour guides. <laughs> I don't think they will. I think people will always like that human experience. But mm. It is nice to be able to go and explore a place on your own, and to be able to reach into the archives and see things on your phone is just amazing. So, yeah, we've come on this great journey, you know, history the study of the past is yeah. embracing the future or at least the present. And look, who would have believed there'd be a time when podcasts had greater reach than history journals or TikTok would bring architecture and social history into the lives of millions. Is there
0: a hashtag for like history TikTok you soon seen the, there's book talk? There, you know?
1: I'm not on TikTok but someone keeps showing me this page you know, we walk by traces of our past every day. It's got hundreds of thousands of followers and it just picks up weird little things around Ireland that we walk by all the time and it's extraordinary. I mean, that's how people are now engaging with, with history. So mm. look, what has been Slower, I think, to happen here uh, than in other places, has been the emergence of good historical apps. And people, are, what is an app? I mean, yeah. it's a mobile phone application, just in the way you would have maybe Revolu or or Instagram uh, on your on your phone. But this one from from Dublin Discovery Trails is is really really interesting because it just pulls so much stuff out of the archives mm. and uses AI and other things, and it brings you through this part of Dublin that's in a moment of great transition which is the Docklands uh,
0: When you just mentioned that augmented reality idea there, there was something of an experiment like this in the last couple of years there was that very engaging talking statues idea and that's that's technically still going
1: is That was it? so cool and it's still going and they, they did it in, in other cities as well and, and basically 10 of Dublin's statues became interactive so there was a, a QR code on them and you scan that QR code Uh, and it brought the statues to life. You began to hear them speak. So, at the Oscar Wilde statue, there was a lovely piece written by uh, John Banville, uh, read by uh, Andrew Scott. The Daniel O'Connell statue, one of the winged angels, you know, those four winged figures around O'Connell. Beautiful piece. Paula Meehan wrote a piece, One of the Angels Talking to You, uh, read by by Ruth Neggett, a brilliant actor. So, you know, this isn't the first time someone has tried to do something like this, but it's a very different idea. I mean, the statues were just dotted across both sides of the River Liffey. Mm. This is about taking a particular part of the city and encouraging visitors to kind of walk it and engage mm. with it through an application.
0: I am, incidentally, really fascinated by the idea, and I have heard that Talking Statues piece, but, like, Andrew Scott reading an Oscar Wilde story. That's I just great. Like The idea that, like, Professor Moriarty from The Modern Sherlock is, is reading that to you, uh, but he does it brilliantly, as he does everything brilliantly. Um, so the Docklands, um, which is the focus of this, this new app, is an unusual enough place because there's there's a lot of people that might only think of it as being a very modern reconstruction. There's the IFSC and the Three Arena on one side and then there's Silicon Docks on the other. Uh, but yeah. that they think of it as being a very modern incarnation.
1: Yeah, and look, the the IFSC is a, is a funny place, isn't it? Because Monday to Friday, it's busy. But if you go down there at the weekend, it's a ghost town. Absolutely yeah. nothing mm. is going on down there. But you start to notice something when you're down there and it's quiet. You know, the, the business of today... You have all these reminders of, of an industrial past. So there's coffee shops and there's kind of lunch places. But you look at the buildings, so that looks a bit odd, a bit odd. And they're basically, you know, reconstructed warehouses and, and industrial buildings. So a lot of the the footprint, if you will, of an earlier docklands is down there amidst mm. the, the hustle and bustle of business. Uh, and look, I mean, there was a place, you, you can talk to people in, at random in Dublin, and thousands of people have connections to the docks. I mean, in the, the 50s, the Irish Times reporting that 2,000 dockers a day were still working down there in the 1950s. So mm. it's a place that people have a, a family connection to, but they don't really think about it as a, a, a living place today beyond business. But when you get down there, you, you get a sense there is a lot going on. But I think what, what really changed the docks was containerization and that okay. was basically you know, a big change in the way we moved goods. So mm. you, you didn't really need manual labour to offload stuff in, in, in the same way. It became much more mechanical. Mm. Uh, that folk singer, Lisa O'Neill, brilliant voice uh, from Cavan. From She's a lovely song, Rock the Machine, which is lamenting the arrival of, of containerization. I love that line, the, 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 the verse, machine with the strength of a hundred men can't feed and clothe my children, can't greet a sailor coming in or know of desperation. But, that's how it was in yeah. many, many industries that, you know, things things changed, uh, things things moved on. But if you want to try and understand the history of the Docklands and containerization, the Dock workers themselves, how, to, how everything has changed, this app kind of brings the area to life. And you, you kind of start off the custom house and you make your way right down through it. And you see historic images Footage, augmented reality clips—you know, all kinds of things to tell that story. If
0: there's a folk singer's lament about how the docker is being superseded by machinery, w- will you be writing a lament about <laughs> how the historian has been superseded remember, by apps? I
1: remember a docker saying to me, "Yeah, the, the docker's had a great work custom and nicknames and humour and everything else." One of them said, "Now, the big difference between us and the machines was the machines didn't lose." <laughs> <laughs>
0: You shouldn't talk down <laughs> about yourselves that way, lads. You're going to give people ideas. Um, a good question which arises out of all of this is where do the Docklands start? Uh, like, where does it all begin? At what point can you say that you are in, in the city centre proper? At what point are you in the Docklands? Or where's the boundary between the two?
1: I think Gandon's Custom House is, is the natural starting point. You know, one of the great buildings of, of 18th century Ireland. and Really, the defining building for the city. It kind, of, it kind of shifted the whole axis of Dublin. So basically where the Clarence Hotel is now that was once the custom house that was considered the Docklands area of Dublin in in, in a former time in the 18th century but the new custom house the one we still know that moved all of Dublin kind of towards the east so Dublin expanded in a a, a different direction and very very rapidly and if you go from there down towards I still call it the Point Depot (laughs) which was originally built as a I I had to stop myself myself what am I referring to Lansdowne Road and the (laughs) Point Depot and by the way the, 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 the tram stops and the dart stops still use those names because corporate sponsorship Changes all yes, the time. Yeah. But when you're heading down towards the the you point, get the, you
0: get the Lewis down to Austal Narina, the point depot. Yes,
1: yeah. built as a train depot to serve the busy port in in the 1870s. I mean, everything in that area, including the point itself, is connected to the story of the docks. And you have this kind of economic history of Dublin uh, before you. The movement of goods, the the labour of people. But Gandon's Custom House, I mean, the statue of Lady Commerce on top of it, the stone river heads. Is that who it is? It's Lady Commerce. I always thought it was Hibernia. I would have thought so too, It's a good public building. It's always Ireland up there. But it's Lady Commerce and she's looking down over what was the economic heart of the city. You know, the docks once upon a time. So that kind of, for me, when you see the Custom House, when you go under the awful loop line bridge, you've arrived into what is the docks of Dublin. Uh,
0: One of the most uh, powerful pieces that the app explores is the the famine memorial which people will know from from down the IFSC beside the CHQ building down there uh, which is a very powerful piece of public art from an important time but one maybe that a lot of people don't Appreciate because it's not really in the city centre so to speak
1: I think that monument is something that tourists are way more familiar with than locals anytime you walk down the docks there are buses of people looking at it when Justin Trudeau was here in 2017 he did something very powerful you know for the the head of state of a a nation that we're very connected to by emigration he went down to that memorial Uh, And he he Mm. later reated it. I thought that was so striking. But what I didn't know uh, until I looked at the app was, you know, when it went there and why it went exactly where it is. So that memorial is from 1997, uh, Rowan Gillespie's work. That's the 150th anniversary of the famine. The worst year of it. Yeah, 1847, Black 47. And it shows a kind of starving family walking towards, you know, hopeful emigration, getting off the island. But when we think about 1997, I mean, that's the year Tony Blair delivered a landmark speech in, in, in the British House of Commons acknowledging the role of Britain uh, in the tragedy and where it's placed exactly Okay, honours this ship, the Perseverance, sailed from Custom House Quay on Patrick's Day, 1846, 74-year-old captain. It's amazing. Wow. You know, in the 19th century. But it's, the, it's some age to, to achieve. The great 1840s, age. William yeah. Scott, 210 passengers all survived uh, the journey. So I always felt why is it there you know Rowan Gillespie's monument why is that there and it makes perfect sense when Mm. it's placed in that context but it's just such a beautiful piece of art that many of us will not go down there and and, and have a look Mm. at ourselves
0: of course it's also if that's where Perseverance left from it's also around about the same area where Jeannie Johnston is now uh, docked up which is another uh, a a life-size replica of another famine ship which made quite a few journeys over and back Um, there's also the diving bell and we mentioned the the great orange thing and I I, before you sent in the notes for this I had no idea what that big orange thing was people will pass even if people don't know what we're talking about, if anyone has ever been down to the Docklands, they will see the big orange thing. And they're like, yeah. "What? what is the big orange thing? It is the diving bell.
1: We might get you to tweet out a picture of that because it's an extraordinary thing. Yeah. And anyone that's, that's ever driven over the, the Beckett Bridge has seen it and probably gone, what is that? So it's it's this really, really unique looking piece of Irish industrial history. And we don't have a lot of Irish industrial history in, in Dublin. And yeah. it's, it's always struck me as kind of odd that two quite nondescript red and white chimneys Yes, became a symbol of the, <laughs> yeah. the city. There's nothing uniquely Dublin about them. You know, I, I don't know how they've become just so iconic. But when you think of Belfast, You know, the Samson and Goliath, the two yes. yellow cranes of Harland and Wolfe as you drive into the city, Dublin it's the pool bag stacks. But this orange thing beside the River Liffey, I would argue, is, is our contribution uh, to industrial history. The diving bell was the work of an engineer called Bindon Blood Stoney. What a name. What a name. Offaly man, chief engineer of the Dublin port and docksport. And this thing basically allowed men to build the liffy walls. It allowed them to work its hollow and it's bottomless, so they could put it right down into the river. Okay, uh, They could feed kind of compressed air into it, and that's how the walls of, of, of the Liffey were built. Oh, so, right. you know, the Liffey is so iconic in this city. It's how we define ourselves by the river, the northsiders, the southsiders, yeah. all of that. But to be able to see the contraption that was used to build the Liffey walls is absolutely incredible. And nowadays, they've kind of placed it at a height. You can actually walk underneath the diving bell, Okay, and there's a historical exhibition that shows just how it worked and, and, and how they built those walls. So, one of those mad little things you go by every day and say, what in the name of God is that and now it's finally answered. And
0: there is also that bit of you that every time you're walking along the the, the boardwalk or along the the Liffey Keys, and you sort of wonder how how exactly or at what point did somebody in the 19th century go down with like basically primitive scuba gear and, yeah, and put yeah. some and put some some tinder blocks one atop of another to build the whole thing. But I suppose that helps to to answer the question. Um, there are other things that are happening too uh, down in the docks, like for example the, the return of the Liffey Ferry.
1: Yeah, there's a think called the Dublin Port Company set up in recent years that's really trying to to bring that part of the city to life. And they brought back the Liffey ferry, which is mad. Uh, the Liffey ferries were going from the 17th century, but you know, bridges were few and far between. So mm. if you were living on one side of the river and working on another, you, you took a ferry. But the number 11 ferry, which was in use till the 1980s, is actually brought back. You can go on it again. It's really amazing. I love
0: you... that it's called the number 11 ferry, like it's a Dublin bus route. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like, like there were yeah. 10 other ferry routes previously. <laughs> you, yeah. you
1: wait for a number 11 ferry and then two come at once. <laughs> yeah. But you can you can take this brilliant tour uh, out on, on on the Liffey, on the ferry, the historian Frank Hopkins. And, and people might remember he used to have a lovely column in the Evening Herald uh, about Dublin history. But it's just mad. Something that you know and you see all the time. When you see it from a new vantage point you know, out there on the river itself, mm. the city looks, looks so different. So I think Belfast has always been really good at this. And it's not just shipbuilding. It's not just that they kept Samson and Goliath, but with linen and other things, they've done a great job of keeping old industrial things in Belfast and mm. using them in the contemporary city. We're catching up on that now, but... It's really nice you know when you go down there to see how these things can be reborn as historical attractions or interactive things we can engage with. So, it's a lovely app, it's free, mm. uh, the Dublin Discovery Trails app from the the various app stores and look it just shows how history can exist in the contemporary yeah. and that's what we always have to figure out how do we make the past something that people now want to engage with
0: and if nothing else it will also teach you exactly about what that big orange <laughs> thing is on the Docklands <laughs> I, I will I'll tweet a photo of that in a couple of minutes apparently to, to you
1: could you could only work for it, uh, for in, in it for half an hour at a time it got incredibly hot when I, you're I'd in it I imagine so yeah it's, it's just an extraordinary thing to go down and see uh,
0: I'll, I'll tweet that picture in a couple of minutes at twitter.com slash for people who don't know what I'm talking about uh, Donald Fallon is the author of the Come Here To Me books of Henry the Street from Tenement to Suburban and the Eason's Book of the Year uh, for, is a is Book of the Year for 2022? 2022. 2022. So? Okay 2022. right so no pressure then, I'm trying <laughs> to keep that one up again. Uh, the author of the Eason's Book of the Year for 2022 Three Castles Burning, a history of Dublin in 12 Streets. Three Castles Burning is also the name of the podcast presented by Donald about the history of the capital uh, which you'll find anywhere that you get your audio online.
1: On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at eleven. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions. It all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.